This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. Technology is really playing a more and more important role in the development of education. For example, there's a huge trend of study online initiated by tech startups like MOOCs and Coursera. The vision of these platforms is to provide free and equal access to quality higher education to everyone in everywhere. But now they are facing criticism and questioning. So why is that happening? Have you ever heard of MOOC? M-O-O-C, which stands for Massive Open Online Course. It is a new tool for people who want to take university courses. Some may ask, study online is not a new thing. Then why is MOOC new? Well, unlike the previous online courses offered by education institutions, MOOC is usually carried out by tech startups like Coursera and edX, which function as a platform to collect and present educational resources from famous universities all around the world. For example, Harvard, Stanford, Princeton, and so on. More importantly, it is free for anyone who'd like to learn. All you need is a computer or a mobile device and the internet connection. Sophie, a Chinese girl majoring in finance engineering, just finished her study on Coursera. Well, I studied machine learning on Coursera, which is a very uh, famous open course platform, last year for around six months. The subject, as I mentioned, was machine learning. It is kind of an AI-related subject. I chose it because, you know, AI and uh, machine learning was very niche and everyone was talking about it at that time. But not a lot of people really knew what it is. So I decided to learn more about it. Sophie's case is a perfect example of the young people who choose MOOC as a major way to do their part-time study. She has a good payment job in Beijing. And before working, she has already got two master's degrees from two prestigious universities in and outside China. You may say she is really a smart and diligent girl. But this is also the reason why MOOCs like Coursera are facing questioning and even criticizing. In a public speech, the co-founder of Coursera, Daphne Kohler, described their vision and goal. By having this amazing content be available, we would be able to learn something new every time we wanted, whether it's just to expand our minds or to change our lives. And finally, this would enable a wave of innovation, because amazing talent can be found anywhere. Maybe the next Albert Einstein or the next Steve Jobs is living somewhere in a remote village in Africa. And if we could offer that person an education, they would be able to come up with the next big idea and make the world a better place for all of us. However, by quoting the user data from the different MOOC platforms, the New York Times pointed out that the average student in a MOOC is not a Turkish villager with no other access to higher education, but a young white American man with a bachelor's degree and a full-time job. That is to say, although the vision of MOOC is to promote educational equality, it is actually contributing to a more polarized situation. Students from an advantageous environment 
know how to make better use of MOOC to advance their study and achieve their goal. While students with a poor background is hardly to be seen on the platform, not even to say compete with the former ones. The second criticism about MOOC is that the fail rate is quite high when students taking MOOCs. There is a famous experiment at St. Jose State University in the United States. In one of the MOOC class, just 25% of students passed. In another, only 50% passed, much lower than for the conventional way of teaching. Thirdly, to finish the course, it requires great self-motivation and strong self-discipline. Sophie also felt pressure when trying to finish the course on time, and she didn't make it. Yes, I finished my course. But、uh, you know,、uh, I didn't finish it on time. On Coursera, they would give you—they they will give you a suggested plan or schedule to finish、uh, your course. Mine was designed to be finished actually in three months, but I was too busy on my work, so anyway,、um, I delayed it. Henrik Buga, associate professor from School of Communication and Culture in Aarhus University. Told Future Forward Aarhus that his perception of the rise of MOOCs is a phenomenon resulting from the co-working factors of economical and ideological. But these online possibilities, maybe they have more attraction in in countries where there is a great sort of diversity and a lot of people cannot afford to go to university, or either they live way out in a place where it's very difficult to travel from. In my view, at least, from my experience, I think those kind of courses will be a very valuable supplement. But I don't think they will ever be the core of education. Some people treat the emerge of MOOCs as a new trend of development of education, together with a spread out of innovation wave and entrepreneurial tide originating from the Silicon Valley in U.S. The concept of MOOC become overwhelming around the world. But will it become a dominant power in the education arena? Henrik said. I think it's partly an economical decision, but also to some extent an ideological decision, or sort of in terms of values. I think in terms of money, you can attract very large numbers of students, and you don't have to spend money on facilities like lecture halls, all these things. So you can have. A big number of students who, of course, will not pay, but it's.、Uh, I think also it's it's a branding issue. So if you have a very well attended online course, it's something that people talk about, and something that people value. Then, when talking about the future of education, what will come into your mind? Henrik's idea is to combine conventional teaching methods with new technologies. For him. The most important part of education is the personal interaction between the real persons. What I would like to do, and I think we should be better at, is to take some of the possibilities of the new technology,、mm. and integrate it much more in more into conventional teaching. And I would really like to experiment with that: how we can make online aspects. More integrated into conventional teaching, because I think if you can combine those in a good way, face to face, 
with something that happens in between meetings online, I think you can make something really interesting. And that is something that I would like to try and do more. So people work with different things online and, and sort of you have an, in, an interaction both off and online. I think for me that would be sort of be to take the best of both worlds, face-to-face -face classroom thing. I think that's a big part of education for me at least. So have you ever taken any courses online, Lucia? I got enrolled on a very cool course about learning how to learn, where the professor, Barbara Oakley, explained some techniques to improve learning. Well, nice. So do you feel any problem or difficulty when doing your study online? Yes, definitely. The course was well structured and it was not difficult to follow the material, but I did it because of personal interest, so it was hard for me to be persistent and to finish it. Yeah, I got your point. That's why I totally agree with Henrik's idea that future education should be an integration of conventional teaching methods and the application of new tech. This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. radio.